Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just singing some random ass song from Hype Machine. Dude, the Hype Machine app is sick. I recommend it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Fun Friday Pod. I would argue a little less fun this fucking Friday because of these fucking hackers, dude. These hackers, I'm told they're from Nigeria. It sounds bad for a white guy to say I'm angry at people from Nigeria, but apparently that's where these hackers reside, and they are fucking relentless, dude. They are just fucking really shitty, man. Like, they fucking, they just bother everybody I've ever met, and then I got back into my account for like 30 seconds tonight, and then they took it right back, and I waited till like 3.30 a.m. Nigerian time because that's when they were sleeping, I would assume. Guess not. Guess they're up all night making sure people can't have their own stuff being jerks. Anyways, the old fun Friday, June. You know, every time I get stressed about something like that, I'm like, Danny, do you really need your Instagram account? But I kind of do because <laughs> I'm a comic. I have this podcast. I don't know. I need it. It's helpful to me. Who cares, Danny? All right. I guess I'm a uh, feedback from Haley, my fun, uh, my, one of my favorite listeners, favorite listeners, one of my most loyal listeners. Thank you, Haley. She was saying, apparently, I said the word fuck a lot in my fucking pod, you fucking jeans. She goes, Danny, I don't give a fuck how many fucks you say in your pod. (laughs) I was just saying the wider audience might not like it. But she likes that the podcast is small and the exact vibe you want it to be. That is the best, not mainstream. Thanks, Haley. I appreciate that. And then she also enjoyed when I said I was going to go down to Nashville. And then she would come to the bar, flirt with me, and then immediately go home. Not surprised there. You are popping off in the pod today. Every story and joke is fun. Discipline equals prison. No equals freedom. That's correct. Jack Handy reference. She goes, I'll basically be repeating the whole thing if I keep going because every word is entertaining. Thank you so much, Haley. It's very nice of you. I really appreciate it. And then she gave me did give me a nice little scolding after the compliment. Just kidding. You should learn how to repair stuff in your apartment. I even know how to repair a broken toilet handle. Come on, Danny. Fuck. I know. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't know how to do all this stuff. I had my uh, super come over and he like fixed it and I was watching him and I was like trying to learn and stuff and it didn't look that complicated, but you know, like little, th- the mechanical shit, I'm a hard pass. I interviewed a pilot this past Wednesday on the pod and uh, the f- shit that that's insane to me. You can just fly a plane all over Europe and all these like different airports and every bolt can fuck you up and like, dude, what the, I, I don't even understand how people live their lives and do the things that they do. I don't understand how I am a- alive as an adult. How am I surviving? I don't get it, dude. Dude, I love to be disciplined all week, like Monday through Thursday. It's like one drink Monday, one drink Tuesday, one drink Wednesday. Maybe Thursday I'll have two, but only 1.5 ounces. No marijuana. And then Friday hits and it's a fucking shit show. (laughs) Then I have all this energy. You know what sucks about like taking care of yourself during the week? By the time Friday rolls around, you can't sleep in because your body's like, look, we're doing this right. You're not going to sleep in. It's like, dude, let me sleep in. Nope. Get the right the fuck up and get to work, Palmer, you piece of shit. Really glad my parents don't listen to this. That would not be good, dude. <laughs> Some people were uh, were messing with the hackers. Some of my friends know that it's a hacker that is owning my account, and they're just like fucking with them. <laughs> so somebody said, how do you know? How do I know that this is actually Danny? And then they said, you didn't come to my birthday party. The acting is me. They said you didn't come to my birthday party in 2017. <laughs> oh, dude, I am. I am. Maybe I am not vindictive in that way at all. I wouldn't like keep track of which people went to which birthday party of mine in what year. Are you fucking crazy? 
That's <laughs> truly ludicrous, dude. Go. Oh, hi. There's been this big controversy with uh, the Saudis starting their own golf. Uh, what do you call it? Not a tournament, like a league. And some of the PGA players are deflecting. Deflecting? Defecting. <laughs> deflecting. They're deflecting the goal. They're defecting to the Saudi league because the Saudis have so much money and it's creating this big schism between the PGA and the Saudis. It's really intense. Um, and they interviewed one of the uh, guys who was like on the side of the PGA and he was talking about the audience at the Saudi events and they just had their first one ever like last weekend or something like that. They go, look at your audience here in Saudi Arabia. They mean it's pale, male and stale <laughs> like most sporting events in the UK. Oh, that's right. The first event was in the UK. So how is that growing the game of golf? Robert O. Sinchane. Sinchane? Yeah, Sinchane. A sports marketing executive said, questioning the claims made by the LIV golf commissioner, Greg Norman, and others about the how the new tour would revolutionize the sport. Eventually, it will all go this way, the Saudi way, said Tony Campbell, a retiree and a regular at international golf tournaments. Why? Because they're richer. Whoever is richer usually gets whatever they want. I just thought, wow, that is no dose of real life truth is truer than that. You know what I mean? It's like my landlord jacking up the rent. Not just my rent. A lot of people's rent all over New York City. It's like, oh, we're just going to jack your rent way the fuck up because we have more money than you. And so we're going to get what we want, just like the Saudis will. Sorry, we dismembered a journalist. We still have a shit ton of money. Do you want to play golf with us? A lot of people are like, yeah, dude, let's golf, bro. Not cool, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't support dismembering journalists, but I also don't like the idea that like just because you have this league in America, like now you just like you just get to dominate the world forever and ever because you have that. Like you can't rest on your laurels forever, dude. Like maybe a more a less repressive regime could help create their own league or whatever. But you can't just ex- assume. Oh well, we did something. Long time ago, and then we made something, and everybody followed our thing, and it's nice, and we don't want there to be change. There's always going to be change. There's always going to be people with money coming at nipping at your nipping at your fucking heels, dude. Welcome to the real world. What, what am I even talking about? I should probably have a kid so I can get a softer edge. Just fucking relax, Danny. <laughs> Last Saturday, I did a show at Dark Horse. It's a bar in Tribeca that has a comedy club downstairs, but now it's closing. The entire bar is closing. Classic New York City tale. This cool thing was going on for years and years. The landlord jacked up their rent too. They're like, we're not going to pay the rent. Guess what, guys? Your comedy show needs to get the fuck out. <laughs> Another funny... Dude, it's funny that stand-up comedy, it, it's just the least... It's got to be amongst the least respected art forms. We used to do an open mic at this bar called O'Hanlon's on 14th Street. And uh, it was fun. We did open mics during the week. And then on the weekends, we'd have shows, quote-unquote shows. You know, it was like kind of rookie comics. But, you know, it was stand-up, and we were learning and, and getting better. And then one day, the bar just said, you know what? Instead of uh, supporting stand-up comedy in the back every week, because you cheap comics won't even spend $5 to buy one drink, we're just going to end the comedy permanently and put in pool tables. <laughs> and that's what they did, dude. Pool tables trump stand-up. Thanks. Thanks a million. Uh, speaking of stand-up, the... I watched the George Carlin documentary on HBO directed by Judd Apatow. Dude, it's such a good documentary. I love that he just has to continuously figure out who he actually is and chase that. And that's when he's at his best. You know, that's that is not how art should be, you know? And one thing I like that they talked about, Carlin said to Chris Rock that um, he's not in showbiz. He's a comedian. You know, it's not like acting where you're like expressing the words and ideas of someone else. You're, 
like a social critic. You're a philosopher. You're commenting on society. You're not just putting on a show and dance. It's not a fucking tap dance competition, you know? You're throwing out ideas that could be controversial. Or in my case, fish fish and cum. I like talking about animals and then also talking about, you know, people coming. Sorry, I was mixing animals and cum. It's not what I meant. You know what I mean? Just like, I like to be silly. It's fun to be silly. Oh, you're a silly boy, are you? Uh, uh, what are you going to do to me tonight, baby? All right, that was weird. I'm going to take that out. Just kidding. I'm not going to take that out. It's kind of weird. I like things that are weird. I like you. Dude, another thing. It's like everybody thinks that Tribeca is so cool. Oh, you're in Tribeca, the Triangle Below Canal. Whoa. That's where Robert De Niro lives in Tri- Tribeca Film Festival and very wealthy residents in the Odeon. It's like, dude, you know what? Tribeca sucks, dude. It just does. Like when you walk around, it's like a lot of like kind of desolate streets and... You know, some like coffee shops and 7-Eleven and residences that are expensive. It's like, dude, get me the fuck out of here. I'd rather be in the mix on the Lower East Side, even though I'm in my mid-40s. I guess I'm probably going to be moving back to the Lower East Village soon because my rent did get jacked up $1,000. But, you know, there's just not as many trees on the Lower East Side as there are in the East Village. But it's still still a fun place to be. I'm just talking myself into the fate that I'm resigned to. (laughs) It just sucks to be like, oh, mid-40s. Probably going to go move into some fucking studio apartment in the Lower East Side. Wow, Danny, you're really advancing in life, bro. But then it's like, whatever. Do I want to live in like a... Oh, I, I bought this really expensive apartment and then I have no spending money on top of my expenses. So I'm just going to sit in my apartment and not go anywhere because I don't have any fucking spending cash because it's so fucking expensive in New York and my rent's so expensive. It's like, fuck that. I'm just going to suffer, swallow my pride. If I meet a nice girl, she's, oh, okay, this guy's in his mid-40s. He's got a studio apartment. Hey, at least I don't have roommates, okay? What am I? I'm arguing with this unknown woman in the future. Danny, what are you doing, dude? I thought it was kind of fun that, uh, you know, I don't give a shit about hockey, but because I'm from Tampa, like the Tampa Bay Lightning doing well in the playoffs, I do find that interesting. And if if their um, series against the New York Rangers had gone seven games, game seven was going to be competing with uh, a Justin Bieber concert. At MSG, I guess Biebs would have had to move his concert. But apparently he was like sick or hurt or something anyways. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. It's like, oh, my God, Justin Bieber, Madison Square Garden. And then they're like, hockey game. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I I think Bieber would probably be the better entertainment, if we're being honest. Oh, you like Justin Bieber? Why don't you go fuck him? Listen, just because I compliment a guy doesn't mean I'm gay. Oh, I know what it means. Those Nigerian hackers, I wish they would just take over your whole fucking life, you loser. Honey, that's so mean. Dude, I don't know where I saw this. Maybe it's like the College World Series or something, but I saw people blowing bubbles at a sporting event, and I'm like, whoa, that's lit, dude. Blowing bubbles is fire. I'm going to start doing that. You know, just get bubbles and then blow them. (laughs) At Black Hat, that's what I'm going to do it. That's what I'm going to do it. You know? I was thinking, like, do I need to talk to the owner of Black Hat and be like, hey, man, do you mind if we blow bubbles in here? I don't think he's going to care. I guess I shouldn't assume that everybody listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about. We run this weekly show on Fridays at this coffee shop, Black Cat LES. It's fun. And I feel like in a small coffee shop environment like that, blowing bubbles could be extremely lit. But what if there's soap on stuff, dude? Well, it's good to have soap on stuff. It's fine. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. (laughs) It reminds me of one time I was listening to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast, and it was just him sitting in his hotel room at like one in the morning, just like eating carrots. And he's like, if you're still listening to this, I just feel sorry for you. It's just me in a hotel room eating carrots. <laughs> bro, I always say this about the uh, bro or sis. I always say this about the New York uh, Times. It's like, if you think you're conservative, 
just keep looking at the New York Times homepage or the paper or whatever. And like they always put this like the most like dreary, sad, um, you know, like humankind, humanity suffering at its worst. They always put a picture like that on the cover. And they have this picture of these poor farmers in a, a province in India. Apparently, there are hundreds of millions of poor farmers in India. And this guy was despondent because he had lost his crops due to flooding and he wasn't going to be able to repay a loan to the bank. And he's collapsing into the water and his friends or coworkers or whatever are like holding him up. And it's like, dude, every time you think your life sucks, you know, like I, I just got a, like a $200 tax bill from New York State. I don't know. I'm like, what, what the fuck? I don't want to need $200. Bill. What the fuck is this? I already paid my fucking tax. And it's like, Danny, come on, man. Shut the fuck up. You know, you have, you have an, an apartment, you have air conditioning, you have roof over your head, you have friends and family. Like, quit your bitching. You know, some people have such, um, I don't know, desperate, difficult lives. And so it's just good to keep that in perspective. Now, am I going to help these poor farmers in India? No, I'm just going to talk about it in my podcast. I assume that's helping society. You tell me. Anywho, that was irony. Um, I uh, I read this story about Lizzo. She had a controversy. Sometimes, you know, I read the like, you know, latest woke controversy and I'll think, oh, that makes sense. Or I disagree with that. But then sometimes I like to read uh, a controversy about a controversy and then I think I have an opinion. And then when I read more details and learn more about it, I'm like, oh, actually, maybe my opinion is going to change. Like, so this is a good example of it. So this is I'm quoting from this article about the Lizzo song. In the original version of the song Girls, G-R-R-R-L-S, released on Friday, Lizzo used the word spaz to indicate that she was going to lose control. The word is based on spastic diplegia, a form of cerebral palsy, a condition that causes motor impairments in the legs or arms. Fans and disability advocates called on Lizzo to change what they called an ableist slur, a word seen as particularly harmful in some countries where it, is, where it has a history of being used as a schoolhouse taunt. By Monday, the major streaming services had substituted the original version of the song with one that replaces the line with, hold me back. In a statement posted to Instagram on Monday, please give, my, give me my account back, Instagram, Lizzo said she understood the effects of harmful language, whether intentional or unintentional, because, quote, as a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, end quote. And, you know, like, it's like, I, part of me is like, oh, dude, whatever, you can say spares. I'm not trying to insult people's evil palsy. I'm just making a point about someone acting weird. And it's like, no, you know, I, I can probably stop using the word spaz. I can just hear my from my close friends listening to this. Be like, oh, wow, Dan, you're such a fucking saint. Look at you virtue signaling in your tiny pack. Let's go fuck yourself. I'm like, all right, dude, maybe that's true. But I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to improve. Okay. It's not nice to say that. It's fair. It's a fair fucking point. I think I started to talk about this last week. And uh, I just, the beginning of Marine Dowd's column, uh, I just, and I'm sorry if I read this before. I don't think I did. But I just love these first few paragraphs. And even if I did say this before, it bears repeating in short. She goes, over the years, when I felt twinges of envy gazing at other people's glamorous travelogues on Instagram or visiting friends who seemed to have the perfect lives, I summoned these comforting lines. The mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell a hell of heaven. It is a fantastic reminder that people who seem to have it all, looks, talent, money, love, can make themselves miserable. While people who are not blessed with any of those things can be perfectly content. It is within our own power to be happy or to self-destruct. And that's from John Milton, Paradise Lost. 
And, you know, I just, I don't know, I was talking to a friend about this today. You look around, you're like, oh, X has such a great life and Y has such a great life. And it's like, dude, everybody's got their own shit. And even if you have a great life, you can, you can still torment yourself and make your great life terrible versus somebody with less resources, less apparent material success can be happier. It's just this constant battle with your mind, you know? And I don't know. I, I try, I feel like I'm trying to get better at letting my mind, not letting my mind take over with angst. And, uh, you know, it's really like self-pity a lot of times. I want this. I want, it's not fair that my family didn't have a lot of money when I grew up and then I was saddled with student loans and that set me back for 20 years and I'm still paying the price of that. And it's like tough shit, pal. You know, like you got to fucking, I, I, I was fortunate enough to get like an advanced degree. I have a nice apartment. I have a nice life. It's like, get over yourself, Danny. You know, these farmers are, can't repay loans to the bank because their crops are flooded and they have zero resources. You know, it's like, I mean, but then, then again, you can't say, well, because other people have worse lives, then I shouldn't validate my own problems and my own feelings. Of course not. But I think it's helpful to temper those feelings with reality, the positive side of reality as much as possible too. You know what I mean? Um, anyways, final inspiring quote. This is from Steph Curry. Um, and I know I talk about sports a lot, but this really can be applied to anything in life. He goes, win, lose, whatever it is, however you play, you have to keep coming back to the well to keep sharpening the toolkit and finding ways to evolve your game. That is the hardest part of what we do. I mean, that's really what I was just talking about, right? My uncle John, who uh, died some years back, I'll never forget it. One day he told me, he goes, Danny, every day you have your health is a good day. And uh, I hope you have your health today. I hope your day is good. You know? And I don't know. I'm just trying to be nice, but like it's it's important to continuously self-reflect, to continuously find ways to reframe and improve. And I want to keep doing that. And I hope that this podcast is a part of it. And I'll try to provide these little tips and things along the way. Not that I know better than you, but it's just helpful to me to say it out loud. You know, and I think it's helpful to hear other people thinking about the same kind of things. There's also a shit ton of podcasts that do talk about this shit too. Oh, fuck. There's one I was listening to. I forgot what it was. God damn it. Next week, if I remember what that podcast is, I'll mention it. Anyways, have a good weekend. Follow me on Instagram. The only way... Actually, I think I have the Danny Palmer Show account back. So that's something. Okay. I don't have Danny Palmer NYC back yet, but I also have Black Cat Comedy. We'll make it happen. Oh, also very exciting. I'm going to be opening for my friend Julio Gallarotti in Tampa, Florida, the weekend of July 14th through the 17th. We're going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa. Um, I think I also have uh, some opening dates for him in New Orleans, maybe Seattle. You know, trying to get out there on the road. My friends are kind enough to let me come out and open for them. I'm starting to do that more. It's going to be great. Yeah, 46, I'm an opener. If I'm, if people ask me to do it, I'll do it. Fine, fuck it. It's great. Have a good weekend, you fucking jerks.